You're listening to NL Newsday. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, it, it was a trial that was being watched around the world, and earlier this week, the jury came down with a ruling that many are now viewing as a big win for justice. Of course, I'm talking about Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis police officer who was found guilty of all charges in connection to the killing of George Floyd, which was caught on video last year. Chauvin kneeling on Floyd's neck for more than nine minutes. Now, Chauvin could face up to 40 years in prison for second-degree murder, up to 25 years for third degree murder and up to 10 years for manslaughter and it sounds like Chauvin's sentencing will be coming in about eight weeks time from now with all that said it's time now for a call from the bar with Carrie Priddle brought to you by Priddle Law Group serving Kamloops and the surrounding areas they have the right lawyer for your situation Priddle Law Group your lawyers for life Carrie how you doing here today I'm great, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time. As always, really appreciate it. And I think this is a, a good topic to talk about here and maybe clear a little bit of the air in terms of some of the confusion between the Canadian and American justice systems. So with that said, the first question, and I still am trying to wrap my head around this, how can someone be charged three times in one death? That just doesn't compute for me. Well, I think that we have to look at the difference between the United States and Canada to, to figure that out. Uh, because in Canada, the criminal code has offenses for murder and manslaughter, and then various categories. So similar to the U.S., the phraseology is just a bit different, but the crime and the proof are essentially the same. So in Canada, we only have first and second degree murder. That's it. And that depends on whether it was planned and deliberate or not. So that's first or second. And then that can be reduced to manslaughter if the accused committed the offense in the heat of passion or caused by a sudden provocation. And they have to have acted suddenly without, you know, that cooling off period of time. So you can't have a, a passionate incident and then leave, make a plan and then come back to kill someone. That wouldn't be manslaughter. That would be murder then. And so Derek Chauvin was charged and convicted of three counts. Second-degree unintentional murder, which is an interesting one because that means he caused the death without the intent, but while committing a felony of assault. So he was he was committing an assault, mm -hmm. and it caused the death. So very similar to second-degree murder in Canada. He was also charged with third-degree murder, which we don't have. And so that's perpetuating an act that's dangerous to others, and it evinces a depraved mind. So I thought that was an interesting saying. And so usually you think of a third-degree murder in America being a drug dealer selling deadly products but has no plan to kill, like, a specific okay. person. And then there's second-degree manslaughter uh, was the third charge he had. And that just means that you're negligent and took an unreasonable risk to a person's life. And so it seems like U.S. just wants to add more qualifiers to their charges. But all three of his charges are the equivalent to our second-degree murder in Canada. And so there are three charges. To us, Canadians, it sounds like a bit of overkill. But I think the reason he was charged three times in this one death is because they have so many levels and qualifiers for each offense. Different elements of the crime could lead to the same, those, all those different charges. So it may not be enough evidence to meet the criteria for one or all of the charges. And so in that case, I think what they did was they charged him with these three different charges that could each 
be found under the facts and then left it to the jury to decide. And they could have found him guilty of none, one, some, or all of the charges. And as we know, they found him guilty of all of the charges. If that had happened in Canada, he would have just been charged with second-degree murder. And so I guess that's the real difference. And so in Canada, we tend to stick to one charge mm-hmm. for the serious offenses. Like look at the case of Christopher Tycro, for example, uh, in Kamloops here who assaulted Jesse Simpson. Because Mr. Simpson survived, Mr. Tycro was charged with attempted murder, um, but he pled guilty to aggravated assault with a weapon. But you note, he wasn't charged with both. He was only charged with the attempted murder, and then um, they made a deal for the lesser included offense. And so we do incorporate those aggravating elements of the crime, but we build it into the, the sentencing instead of into the charges. So I think that's the big difference and why it sounds so confusing about what happened down with um, Derek Chauvin. Yeah, and and one of the things that, you know, as you kind of go through that explanation, it, it does make a little bit more sense. I thought, you know, getting charged with three things and then it would be up to the jury to decide which the category of the three it kind of best fit into. That's how I thought this was going to go down. But when they came back and said guilty of all three, um, that well, that one kind of surprised me. So were you kind of, when, when you were following this, I guess, were you expecting, um, you know, all three or, or multiple different types of murder offenses to actually be handed out here? Yes. Um, I, I don't think that anyone thought that he would be guilty of any less than all three, especially given um, just the facts as we knew it. Um, I, I, I followed the, the defenses that they raised, and they all seemed pretty technical, but weak. And because this is a situation where it was one act, the three charges was interesting, but usually you see a number of charges like that when there's a number of victims. Like, for example, in Humboldt, they had, um, the, the driver was charged with 19 counts mm-hmm. because that was for one count for each person that was harmed. And so I guess that's the other. We do see multiple charges in Canada, but only usually where there's multiple victims. So what what uh, what might he get? I, I mentioned it off the top. You know, he could face 40 years in prison for the second-degree murder, up to 25 for the third degree, and another 10 for the manslaughter. I mean, could we expect him to get the full 75 years here, or, or maybe even more than that? What, what uh, could we look at as a sentence that he might receive here in, in eight weeks' time? Well, he he may. Uh, he has to be sentenced separately for each of those convictions. And so, as you mentioned off the top, there's it's just like in Canada, in America, there's a, a minimum and a maximum. Mm-hmm. Um, down in the States, they call it a presumed sentence. That's the minimum. So each of the charges, the two murder charges came with 12 and a half years each. And the second degree manslaughter comes with a minimum four. And then up to... They have second-degree murder up to 40 years, third-degree murder up to 25 years, and second-degree manslaughter up to 10 years. So, um, yeah, so that's 75 years in total would be the maximum. But at the end of the day, it's going to be up to the judge to decide where it's going to fall in that spectrum, and then as well whether he's going to serve those sentences consecutively or concurrently. Yes. Um, Well, yeah. Why are some sentences served consecutively and others concurrently? Like, why wouldn't it just be, you know, all in one? Well, you um, that that can happen both here in Canada and in the United States. That can it be either? The U.S. seems to order consecutive sentences a lot, and that leads to jail sentences being seventy-five years or longer than a person's lifetime. Mm 
um, I actually read a statistic that one in every seven inmates are in prison for life in the United States. Wow. Uh, yeah. And uh, in order to serve consecutive sentences, that means that the offender has to finish one sentence before they can serve the next. How we apply that in Canada often is where it is a, a number of different offenses, so like a serial rapist, for example. So if there's a number of offenses that occur at different times, then they have to serve often their sentence concurrently. Where there's crimes committed at the same time, then usually what happens in Canada, and, and, and I, I don't know as much in the States, is that they get them served all at the same time. So if he gets the minimums, four years, 12 and a half years, and 12 and a half years, he will probably serve them, um, my guess is he's going to serve them concurrently all at the same time because it was all stemming from one event and also the fact that he's, if this is a first offense from him, for him. He's not, he doesn't have a criminal record. Right. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in eight weeks' time, that's for sure. I mean, we saw all the eyeballs on it uh, earlier this week, waiting to see what the jury would decide, and now we'll see what the judge decides in terms of a sentence. So, well, I'm sure the world will be watching once again. This has been a, a very high-profile case and definitely something. Do you think this has ripples effects, I guess, now that we see this? I mean, we know the history of the United States. There's always uh, a lot of difficulty, it seems, to actually convict police officers when they are involved in, in these types of deaths, particularly when it involves minorities. Do you think that this could potentially shift some of the, the, the landscape in terms of justice in the United States now that we're, we're hopefully... It feels like progress, but, you know, it's also just one case here. The issue is qualified immunity for officers. And we understand that officers sometimes have to use deadly force in the line of duty, but the force used by the officer has to be found reasonable under the circumstances. Otherwise, it's a criminal act. And what I'm hoping, and what I think the whole world is hoping, is that this conviction and, and shining the spotlight on what happened here so blatantly in public, being filmed, knew he was being filmed, is that every single officer is now, it's just going to give them another layer of understanding about how to do their job and where the line is. And that's really important. I don't think anyone goes out there acting murderously, um, but sometimes there's just such a line and, and this just really makes it more clear for our officers so that they can better protect us and protect themselves. Gary, thank you so much for, for the time, as always. Really appreciate it. Good information. It does clear some things up that, uh, that I had for questions, for sure, and hopefully some listeners feel the same way, a little bit more informed now. Appreciate the time, as always, and we'll do it again next week. Yes, enjoy your weekend. That was Kerry Priddle for A Call from the Bar, brought to you by Priddle Law Group, serving Kamloops and the surrounding areas. They have the right lawyer for your situation. Priddle Law Group, your lawyer's for life. Yeah, eight weeks time. I guess it's probably even a little bit less than that. Would have been eight weeks on Monday. I think it was Monday when the ruling came down. Monday or Tuesday. Either way, uh, about two months from then, we will find out exactly what the sentencing is for Derek Chauvin. It's been a heck of a heck of a trial. I mean, it didn't take very long, right, for a ruling to come down. There was just over 10 hours of deliberations, which uh, was pretty pretty short amount of time for such a high-profile case. So we kind of knew as soon as there was a, an announcement that a, a verdict had been reached that it wasn't going to go in the favor of Derek Chauvin, and that's the, that's the news we got. Found guilty on all three charges, those being second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and manslaughter. 
And so uh, I was, you know, very confused a little bit in, in how someone could be charged three times for one death and Carrie helping to clear up a little bit of the air there. So my thanks to Carrie Prittle. A call from the bar. You can hear it every Friday right here on NL News Day.